Good afternoon, good morning, world. My name's Double S. I got Zilla on the phone. Zilla, say something to the people. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good night. Wherever you are listening, appreciate your time. Thanks for chiming in. And, yeah, today we've got some insight about parenting, and I'm going to talk from my experience as a parent and what I learned from my parents. So, yeah, it should be a good one. Tune in. So, yeah. Episode 5, topic today is parenting. I just want to make a quick PSA. The podcast Masterclass by Double S and Zilla is now available on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Spotify and Stitcher. Once again, shout out to Red Circle for hosting our podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, the link is in the description for exclusive access. That is for only £10 a month. For all my international viewers, that's $13 a month. So we're going to be dropping a teaser in the next couple of episodes. If you want the full access, remember the link is in the description for the exclusive access. But without further ado, I'm going to let Zilla kick off episode five. Let's get straight into it. Yes, sir. So, yeah, parenting. Now, there's not a manual or such on parenting. Sometimes, it, it, I don't know, it's, it, it's kind of a... The reason why I want to talk about parenting because of my experience and how it works and how I become the parent I am. Because, like I said, there is no manual to this thing. Some of the times we don't even plan for the children. We're just having fun, enjoying sex, and you know what, next thing you know, the lady's pregnant, and if you're a real man like me, you don't run from the responsibility. You have to own up to it, yeah? I'm not saying all oh, the ladies going to agree with some of the things you say because some people, they have this idea if you're not into the day-to-day lifestyle or the child ain't seen you every day, you're not classed as a parent. But opinions differ, and I'm going to look at it from this perspective. I was born in August 15, 1978. Yeah. My mom, my mom was 45 years old and my dad was 54 years old. Okay. I don't know what. And I'm, I'm not trying to disrespect my mom and I'm not trying to disrespect my dad, but as a parent, yeah, I'm looking at it from the, the, the consciousness of my thoughts of what my mom was going through. Why, or was my dad is that much of a gallist that he could pull a woman that is nine years junior? Yeah. So yeah. they managed to, bear in mind, my mother had seven children before me. Yeah. So now we're in the situation now that I came into this world with two people in two different stages in their life. Yeah. And unfortunately, mom was going through a situation and rest in peace, mama, rest in paradise. I love her, miss you. just that we never get the opportunity to understand and get to know each other, but I still appreciate you because you, you gave me life and... I could never disrespect that. And I the principles that I've learned and I'll never disrespect a woman. I'd never hit or swear or hurt a woman. Yeah, we might say shit that hurt people's feelings, but that's about it. Yeah. So I lived in Kingston. I don't know why. I, I get different versions of the story, but as far as I'm, I'm aware, things used to happen. Like when the shot goes off and re, 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 whenever. They they said I used to come out in the street and replicate 
the thing with my mouth making sound and all of that stuff. So my mother realized this is not the place for this one here. So she sent me to St. Thomas, the glorious spring garden where, yeah, life. I, I just know, for me, I didn't know how I get there. When I get there, I just wake up one morning and I'm in this strange place. Yeah. So I don't know if I went there by a bus, if I went there by a truck, or how I get there, I haven't got a bloody clue. I just know I was there. Yeah. So anyway, over a period of time, I've been passed on to different family members because my dad was busy living his life. Mm-hmm. So over a period of time, I'm now thinking about it and looking at it, I realize these... My, no, my ancestors wasn't there for a long time because I remember my granduncle and his wife. Yeah. I um, I remember one morning early, can't be, he probably about four o'clock or four thirty. We live on this hill, and my dad had my uncle, his uncle, on his back trying to bring him down the the down at the down the bottom of the hill to catch a taxi. Yeah. So. When we went, they, they went to the hospital. Yeah. And then it's that shortly after that he died. Then May May, Mabel, yeah. known as May May, call her mama. Yeah. She moved from the house that I was staying with them. Okay. And then she moved closer to her siblings, her sister and thingy. So I was there and then it's not shortly after that she passed on as well. Oh, right. So then I used to stay with a lady named Miss Ambro. Then I was staying when thingy, then I would stay with my dad when he can be asked if he's at home. Or then when we moved from where we were living to move up a farm, then I there was a lady named Sutaira and then she died. And then so in and out from the age of seven, I've been on my own. There was people always there to give a high to make sure that everything is okay. but. On a day-to-day basis, I was always on my own. Yeah. And when, and at the age of 10, 1988, when Gilbert, the storm Gilbert blown, and after that, I was on my own for good now. There was nobody there. It was just me. Yeah. There was a lady called Gurley, and she had a daughter named Tia. Yeah. And that Tia must be about weeks old or months old, and Gurley used to leave that little girl with me whole day. She left in the morning when the sun is just ra- popping up. Yeah. She would never come back until it's dark as hell. And it was for time. And then when Tia, when she took Tia and they left, once her house gets sorted and she moved back to where she was living before, that's me. I'm fully on my own now. Yeah. So, I, I'm around people and I'm seeing the father, he might be there, but he's not too keen. He's got no interaction with the children. Him and the woman always an argument. Or he's got different, this girl and the mother always arguing with this other woman. And he's arguing with the man and he just come from work. He gets showered. He pissed off somewhere else and all of these things. So all of these lessons I'm around my friends and different people, seeing how they become that person and how they've been treated as a child by their own parents who are supposed to love them. Yeah. I made a pledge to myself that when I created my own family, I would never, ever do that to my children, especially the way my father treated me. I could never do that to you. Yeah. So I start adopting my own principle 
as her parents, but then there was a significant thing that happened in my life. And there's a lady near Estre Brown. Okay. She, just before I, the the storm, I was living with her for a while. Yeah. But I leave from there, go to school and that. Uh-huh. And um, she was married to um, to this man. Uh, she called him Mars Brother, but everybody called him Monkey Spoon. <laughs> so, yeah, she, every time my man go into the farm, he would drop off his clothes, she would cook, wash the clothes, hang them out. Once they dry, she fold them up, pack them up. When he come, he tie the donkey in the yard and he eat the food and he gone to his another woman. Yeah. And she used to cry. So one night I was, she was sitting at the uh, at the door door entrance. Yeah. And I was lying on the bed and she was there just sniffing. And I said, uh, Miss Esri, are you all right? And then she couldn't hold it anymore. So the tears, thing, I think it was about eight or nine. Okay. Or going up to ten. Yeah. And um, she says to me, um, no, she, she says, my mouse brother used to be here all the time and it's just hurt that I still do everything for him, but as soon as he eat the dinner, he gone to someone else. Yeah. And that thing hurt me to the core because I'm thinking, right, she's crying because of that guy. So I didn't realize until later on that she raised me how to how not to treat a woman. Yeah. So, but then, because I've never had the family life, even though I've got all these siblings, yeah, I never grew with them. I see them on a regular, like on holiday and stuff, but it was never like we in the same house, blah, blah, blah. It was on occasions. Yeah. So, when when family when parenting become important to me, so when I had my when when, and I'm saying fool because fool was my first experience. Yeah. As becoming a father. But we'll call him Zilla Junior for this for this uh, podcast. Yeah. So. Then I realized that, wow. So I know I have somebody else to think about. Yeah. And I think when the drive kicks in, the arrogance and the ignorance sets aside because now I can't be this ignorant anymore and I can't be this arrogant anymore because how do you do this to someone who is now looking up to you? Yeah. So the model and the principle and all the things that I've learned prior to that and see all my friends been treated by their parents, I could never do that to my son. Yeah. And then when the, when the opportunity came for me to leave Jamaica and that, and then all the situation happens and, you know, getting married, more children come into the fold, all of these stuff. Yeah. Then I realize now, me and your mom now have a partnership because we have to tag team each other and piggyback each other. Like, if she says no, it's pointless you lot come to me and said, oh, yeah, that can I have some biscuit? Because what did mom say? She said no. So why the hell are you come and ask me? Yeah. If she says no, then it's no, isn't it? Uh, is it, though? You're yeah, more, you look, might be inclined to say yes if you don't know, though. No, but that's what I've never done because I've seen all of these happenings before. Yeah. Where children play their parents. Okay, yeah. So, so the point I'm making is if, if, if the children knows that that is the yes man, yeah. A mum, they so they go and ask mum and say, Mum, 
Can I have some biscuit? Which you like always do. One want to ask for biscuit, then the one want toast, then another one want cereal. And you're like, seriously? As one person has for one thing, then it's like a chain reaction. Everybody <laughs> wants to eat something. Yeah. So I used to say to him, once you like come and ask me, I will call mom. Yeah. If she's, if you, if you, if I'm in the house by myself and you ask, then I say yeah. Yeah. But if you like come and ask me, I would say, did you ask your mom? Yeah. What did she say? Because if you come and ask me, that means she said something. Yeah. Go and ask you that. Yeah. So I'll call her and I said, yo, what did you say? She said, oh no, I leave it to you. So I said, all right, then go ahead. So that was the situation where the parenting for us is like, yeah, we're gonna make sure whatever we do we stay as a team with this thing and we're gonna develop the thingy so when i leave the army i said to her i run the business from home and you do your thing and blah 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 and yeah i look after the children so you know you can do your gym do your bang out with your virgins and whichever there's no restriction on what you do we're still a tag team or championship is that it's a combo meal, regardless of how it works, and it is just that she's gonna do what she loves to do or wants to do while I'm getting the opportunity. Because before that, she was the one who been in the helms of everything we do. Like, because I'm I'm in this country at this minute, I'm in that country that minute with the army. So I never get the opportunity to spend enough time. So I never wanted to miss out and you like growing up and only hearing these stories or see the first step of all of these things in a camera yeah. or in pictures. So, yeah, it was more of a learning on the job sort of situation. It's just that I had my morals and I had my principles Yeah. of how I would expect myself to behave around my children and how they should understand. And I, I'm the type of person who don't believe in secrets. Yeah. Because my mistake is yours to learn from. I don't expect you to come learn the same mistake as me, even though I made it so I, oh, and then I'm trying to tell you, oh, yeah, don't do this, and you trying to figure out why. Because anytime you try to protect somebody from something that they don't know, then that, they become curious. Yeah. And they want to go down the garden path of, okay, so why mom and dad is telling me not to do this? But if you explain it to them, like, okay, you know what? Don't. If you're going to take the risk, make sure that the risk is higher than the, the, the reward is higher than the risk. Yeah. So that at least you know, okay, so if you've got any question, you can come and ask us because we've been there before you. Hence why we're the parent and you're not. Yeah. So it, it's it's the construct of how we understand things because let's, let's, let's be honest here, yeah? Mm-hmm. And no disrespect to anybody. Yeah. I'm just going to make a statement. Whether it offend anybody or not, like I said, my parenting skills is different, so I give a shit that you take an offense. But the facts still remain. Let's be honest. Most parents are not the best <laughs> psychology, is it? Wait, say that again. Most parents are not what? Most parents are not the best psychology. They're not the best psychologically. <laughs> Psychologists, so oh, psychologists, right. yeah, yeah. So when you look at it from a from a psychologist st- standpoint, yeah, yeah. Half the time is appearance who shape you into the being you are, isn't it? Yeah. So some of the time they don't even know how to give the pep talk. It's like 
they're telling you they're proud of you, but there's a butt coming. Yeah. Or they will give you a telling off when you do shit wrong, but when you do the right thing, oh, it's just a look or a smile, and you don't know if they're proud of you because you achieved something well, but you did something wrong, and it's like, oh, shit, you, you, you don't hear the end of it. It's just constantly, oh, you this and you're not good enough and blah, blah, blah. But when I do something that you're supposed to shout about, you don't shout about it. Yeah. So that's what I mean by parents are not the most parents is not the best psychologist. Because the way they they put things across or they say things, it's like, yeah, I kind of understand, but I don't get it. Or they say things, it's like, I love you, but you was rude today. What? I love you. Is I love you. I ain't give a shit if you were rude. Because everybody's a product of their environment, right? Yeah. So, all right. You're going to be, you're a grown man now. You have your missus. You're going to, you're dating in a couple of weeks. Like next week, first or this time, you'll be a year older. Yeah. All right. We communicate and we swear a lot. That doesn't mean I... I don't have respect for you and you don't have respect for me. It's just the way we communicate because we're very expressive people. So when we talk, we kind of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. As far as it goes, you're my boy, man. I love you. I deliver you from the freaking room. When you come into this world, I was the first person you met. So how can I now use respect as a barrier between me and you? Yeah, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I can't use the respect. Yes, we've got respect for each other. We know that. You double S, I'm Zilla. I'm your dad, you're my son. We respect and love each other, but I would never use the respect to create a barrier between me and you or yeah. any one of us. Because I know you respect me. If you smoke, you drink, you swear, whatever, you at the point now, because none of them dark days when parents used to, they know you smoke, but you can't burn a spliff in front of them or you can't drink a juice. Okay, I don't smoke and I casually drink, but if you're having a drink, and you having you smoke, what am I going to do? Then distance myself because you are having, I'm having fun. This is moments that I will sit down and reminisce at some point. Like, yeah, I remember back in the days when Ray, 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 we used to do this and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I remember the day when you, we were sitting in the back garden and you were burning your spliff and we were laughing about whatever, whatever. Yeah. Those are memories. So we can't know all of a sudden, because you see, respect is a mutual thing. You can't want the damn thing if you can't give it. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. So it's, 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 it's of a context of, you see, people always want forgiveness. Yeah. And they're not willing to forgive. Yeah. It's like when we say, how do you forgive but you can't forget? Yeah, we touched on that in one of the last episodes, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, how do we do all of these things? So, here is the next question now, yeah? Yeah. you got helpful thoughts and unhelpful thoughts, thoughts, yeah? Yeah. So, we're looking at it from the negative and the positive or pros and cons, yeah? Yeah. You can't be positive all the time, bro. Yeah, of course not. Because it, everything needs a balance. Yeah. It, uh, the positive needs to balance the negative, and the negative needs to balance the positive. It's just the way it works. Yeah. Now, 
if you got helpful thoughts, there's some unhelpful thoughts in there somewhere. Yeah. And if you got unhelpful thoughts, there's some helpful thoughts in there somewhere. You have to now recognize and challenge these thoughts to how you need, because you can't have those. So you telling me all the thoughts you have is more unhealthy than the healthy thoughts. Because if they are helpful, why are you having them thoughts? Because they're not really helping you, are they? Of course. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't have them. Mm. But what I'm saying, you make the unhelpful thoughts dominate the helpful thoughts. Yeah. And it's fucking you up. It's not a recipe for a disaster because you now can't move from point A to point B. And then if you've got members of the family which is parent, i.e. me, is helping you to put more unhelpful thoughts in your head. Yeah. How is that going to help you to come out of that rut that you're in? Hmm. But while we're on the topic of um, parenting, I want you to talk more about just play scheme. I want you to just just give everyone the scheme of what it was because I think for me, it was like, if you weren't there, I don't know how to explain it for you. So yeah, take it away, play scheme. So for me, parenting, I, when I was growing up in Jamaica, there was a saying that you take a village to raise a child. Yeah. And it actually mean a village because I remember growing up in Jamaica, you anybody could have give you a weapon. Yeah. If you misbehave, you it's like when you like go to Jamaica, yeah. Yeah. As you can remember, they know you're a silly boy. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So the shopkeeper would make sure that you've got food, whatever, whatever. When I would come back, they would say, "Oh yeah, he took this, he took that. We pay for it, and everybody's good." Yeah. There's no harm would come to you because they know who son it is. Yeah. And it's not that it was I'm a gangster or I'm some type of guy with reputation. They just know this is how the shit works. We look after each other. Yeah. So me being away and then come back home and my children is there, the love still extend to my son or my children because, oh, yeah, you like didn't want to go everywhere we go. So we leave you because you're like, oh, yeah, can I stay with so-and-so and I'm playing with my friends and everywhere. Okay, if you're hungry... You know what to do in it. Yeah. And what you lot did what at one point I remember you lot buy the the every picnic at the village when the back come back the bill was so freaking high. <laughs> I said, what the hell happened? And I oh yeah, all the children come and took ice cream and they took this and they took that, but it is what it is. Yeah. So I adopt that principle and I took it here. Yeah. So when we were running play scheme. All the children that come to us, they like family. Yeah. So when the parents put the children in our care, yeah, until when they come and pick them up in the evening, our responsibility is to make sure that child, that child or them children, being looked after to the best of our knowledge. So it was during a six-week holiday, isn't it? We run play scheme. Um, when every holiday come around, the problem was different play scheme never run like us because they would run for four weeks and then they the two weeks the thing so the parents still have to find somewhere. Yeah, yeah, for the last two weeks. For the last two weeks, but we run for the whole six weeks. So if you get your child in, we we make sure that they've been looked after for six weeks so that worry wasn't on the parent. So what was the, sorry, sorry to cut you off, what was the age, like, what was the age limitation for the play scheme? So the youngest was three or four. Okay. And the eldest was 12, I think it was. 
and then we've got young teenagers that he would be the helper and things like that. So it was a collective thing, and you know, with it's more helping out the parents to be honest, because J Star was, was a charity. Yeah. So it wasn't like no money spin off or anything. Yeah. Where you charging the people them student they yes they pay a fee for the the food and you know you can give the young adults a little pocket money for their hard work and they help and support but we do fun stuff we do sports day we do football netball we go to the park all of this but it was heavily knowledge based like you get them to know you like to know about your roots and your history and understand how society works so it was more of a collective in terms of this is the direction we want we don't want to do the things that everybody else does yeah you will get a proper meal it wasn't no bloody sandwich and really you will get rice and peas or and chicken or fried dumpling and chicken wings or something something to the effect and you get a proper drink it was no no freaking diluted nothing from the boat <laughs> which so seems to be the thing that a proper meal, you get a proper meal from us yeah yeah, yeah. so because that's how I look after my children. So when somebody's children come into my care... They get the same do. The same treatment. Yeah. You know, okay, we're going to water it down because it's more of them. Yeah. Because where I come from, that's not how it was. Yeah. Everybody get treated the same. If my brother was getting beaten from his parents, I get a whipping too. <sighs> yeah. So the difference is I wasn't around a lot of people that long to get a whipping. Yeah. Because they know I was always the guy who was in the background. So this introvert thing that you've got and your siblings have got, you like get that from me. Because yeah. I am an introvert, but I'm also an extrovert. Because when I need to talk, you ain't shutting me up. <laughs> yeah. But half the time I stay in the background, I'm there because I'm very, I'm very, I pay attention, sorry to everything that happens there. You might think I miss what's going on. Is I probably pay ignorant to the fact that I don't know what's going on, but it's because it's not none of my business. Yeah. That doesn't mean I don't know about it. I hear that. So, uh, with all the stuff that is going on, when my virgins were doing their thing, I'd never had to follow them. So, all the stuff that they get in trouble for, I never had to because I was never enticing anything because some things I just don't understand. Why you do it in the first place? Yeah. It's like for smoking, yeah? Yeah. I didn't understand the point in smoking. Uh. Because. What's that, cigarette or weed or both? Both, because here's the thing. In Jamaica, there's always this guy. Yeah. He's just the nicest and he sits on the street side, at the corner. He sits on the ends, yeah? Yeah. And when he, he, if you see 10 people walk past. Yeah. He'll ask them for a piece of grubber. He will ask for a Rizla. He'll ask for a Guinness. He'll ask for uh, 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 some weed. Yeah. And he probably smokes 10 spliffs for the day and he drink 10 Guinness, but he never bought one. Yeah. Right. And I'm thinking, it's hold on a second. It's kind of so mad. Are you, the, are you the smart one or am I the stupid one? Because you have this habit. You can't feed it, but you still manage to have it. Yeah. So... When I look at it from that perspective, I never follow the thing. So many problems that my friends get in trouble with, and most of my brethren smoke. Uh, some of them is undercover smoker, like one of my best friends, he's still undercover. Uh, like even when I was in Jamaica um, eight years ago, and I said to him, brother, I didn't even know you still smoke. And Shabba said, yeah, my man still do his thing. And I think, wow. 
I didn't even realize that because I know he used to be back then when we were younger. Yeah. But then obviously we all grown folks now, so I didn't realize he still does it. But after people who are around us from yeah. the outside circle don't know that he does. Okay. Because it's not a thing where we just come out and buy and roll up a split from building. So what, do you know if any of my, my uncle smoke? None of us smoke. No, I like how he smoked before uh, he died. Okay, okay, okay. So Dragon don't smoke, Geary don't smoke, Blacks don't smoke, I don't. Um, but then there's some of your cousins, like Junior smoke, Stafford used to smoke, David doesn't smoke. Yeah, so there's, it's not a, look, it's choices we make at the end of the day, innit? Of course. And it, depending on the environment and depending on the influence of the environment I've on you, I've always seen myself as a leader, so I don't need to follow that way I go around me. Yeah. So, and so I parenting for me is always on that peripheral where I've always accept that I'm that person who the ancestors has been blessed to be your guardian or your parent. Yeah. And I can't take advantage of the opportunity because I'm not, some people want to have children, but for whatever reason they can't. And then some people who have children wasn't something, I don't think they should have had children. Mm. Maybe it's a personal opinion or whatever, but the way you treat that life you created, are you an animal? Bro. Bruh. How do you have that children and you put that children in work? It's like a bully, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody bully you at school. Yeah. And then when you get the opportunity to be a better person, you become worse than the bully who bullied you at school. Yeah. So how do you use it better? Because he was a prick to you, then all of a sudden now you become a worse prick to everybody else. Except him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's the same thing with parenting. How the do your parents treat you like shit and then you can treat your child worse? You said the same crap to your child are probably worse than what your parents says to you. I mean, seriously? Genera you thought you should be a bloody parent? No, you shouldn't. That's generational trauma if I've ever heard it right there. Well, there you go. Yeah. So then Because now you're emotionally traumatizing the child. Mm-hmm. You're psychologically traumatizing the child, and if you get the chance, you will physically whip the shit out of that you too. Yeah. Just for the you to grow. No how they try, they and then you wonder why they got mommy and daddy issue. Yeah, it's a fact, big fact. So then, if the girl's got a daddy issue, then she start look for her daddy and her boyfriend. Yeah. And then the boyfriend don't understand that, so he now don't understand why she's so clingy. Yeah. And she don't understand why you don't defend her. But she don't know how to explain it to you that, you know what? My dad weren't there and I don't have a relationship with my dad. So she idolized you to the point where she look up to you as that role model, even though you're a man. That's fucked up. It's not, though. Is it not? Because you become the protector, bro. But that's, it's fucked up that you expect that of me, but you can't tell me that. But how? Oh, but you don't even recognize it either because you weren't brought up that way. But that's fucked you don't up. That issue. And you don't. So and then we flip the coin now. Yeah. Most men who has mommy issue, who raised by their mother, they always gonna look for a girl like their mom. Okay. 
So what they do, because mum used to cook everything and do everything and clean the prick room, he automatically <laughs> expects a woman to come and do the same shit to you. It's not your mother. She's not going to walk around clean up after you, you are a prick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... That's the use. That's the use of today, right there. Yeah. So it's 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 a vice versa thing. So I'm not just saying, oh yeah, every girl's got daddy issue, and I'm not saying every boy's got mommy issue. But think about it. In the in the spectrum of um, how it works, guys, um, girls offer dad, and boys offer mom. Yeah. So if he, mom is always going to make sure that a little soldier is good, isn't it? Of course. And daddy is going to make sure his little princess is good. Yeah. So if if that becomes an issue where daddy is not there, she always want to, and then some parents always, the, the daddy is not in the life, right? So yeah. why do you always tell the child, oh, you're just like your father? So then curiosity kicks in because you're like, I don't know who this guy and I keep hearing about him. Yeah. So who is he? Just a reminder of the trauma that's in the past, isn't it? Then you so say you start behaving somewhere, you know, because you think you know, that how my dad behave? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So that's why I made the statement that parents, uh, parents are not trauma, it's not the best psychologist, because the way they talk some shit sometimes, it affects you psychologically to the core. But then I think it was great how in the start of the episode you touched on your growing up and how you were able to say... Fuck how I grew up. My youths can't grow up the same way. It's impossible. But a lot of people, they grew up, obviously, through the root of generational trauma. And uh, they're not in a place to say, yo, my youths can't grow up like this. They just say, fuck it, you know. End up having kid, like a kid or multiple children and the same shit's going on. Yeah, but then how do you break the cycle, though? I don't know. Because it seems that now it's like... Everyone's having a kid younger than they were before. You understand what I'm saying? Like no, I get it, but look, you see, in 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 context, yes. Yeah. We always have to put things into context, isn't it? Yeah. So when you come up through the process of understanding where you're from and how you come up through this thingy. Not unless you're not paying attention to what your life was. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Everything that I have experienced, and as I said to you all the time, scars, all the scars you have on your body, whether they're physically or emotionally, they all tell a story. They're all your story to tell. Yeah. Yes? Uh-huh. So, if you've got an emotional scar from how you grow up as a child, yeah, why would you not want to scar your children with the same bullshit, man? But, but this, 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 this is why the podcast was made to have that other perspective. I really thought everyone thought like this. How we're speaking right now? I'm, well, probably I don't know. I'm just saying. Because this is the way I think about it. If I know I'm a fucked up human being, I'm still yeah. recovering from stuff from. Eight to ten years ago, if I have a youth now, I really kind of have to just protect that youth from everything. You feel me? Well, that's that's your story, bro. Yeah. There's no point you mask it under freaking some bullshit like, oh yeah, well I never gone through this, and oh your children know no absolute fuck all about you. Yeah. If you was a slug, you was a slug. 
So I'm going to tell you, yeah, I used to hunt pussy hard. So, like me, I've got children with three different women. Yeah. I wouldn't want none of my children to have three different um, children, father or three different children, mother. Hell no. Yeah. Because I know from the experience I had, it wasn't the best experience. Because if you got one ten pound, when the children are living in the same house, that money can break down and everybody get a hit. If you got one ten pound, how are you gonna split that between three family? You're not. You're not. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so it's not that I'm a galley, so oh yeah, I'm the the guy. It's about fucking economy, bro. Mm. And the best you want for your children, not because my granddad had 14 fucking children and my father, this, that, and that, so I want to follow the trend, because, seriously? Yeah, that's that's nuts, though. 14 is crazy. But this is what I'm saying, so when you look at it from a, from a, from a, a, a economic standpoint, mm -hmm. if you got all your children in the house, if you have one banana, yeah, can, everybody can get a heat, innit? Can they, though? Uh, come on, then you are gonna see that your siblings one piece of the banana, you know, make them buy piece. Yeah, I'm, you're gonna share it equally, though, no? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying, if there's one banana, you're better off making a cake out of it. To be honest, it doesn't matter. Whichever way you does it, everybody in that house is gonna eat from that one banana. Yeah, but when it's in a different what household, three different household. How do you split the one banana between every household? You gotta buy a tree bag of banana. Why <laughs> you don't have the money to do it? <laughs> you just going around there popping pills like. You saw in the Royal Oats for what reason? Uh, Just because you now walking around telling people about your uh, your baby mama? Because I hate that word with a passion. Baby mom? Yeah. Uh, uh, BM, whatever them freaks want to call it these days. BM, BDs, yeah, yes. It's, in, it's the you culture what? now. A baby mama is uh, the woman that you don't check for. She just got your youth. Yeah. And a baby daddy is just the dude you don't check for. He, she, he just managed to fucking bust the nut in you when you had a child. Yeah. And you can't stand that prick. Uh-huh. But that's what everyone refers to each other as, because that's all they are. Yeah, because it's a trend. Everybody talk this bullshit, but I, I've got three children, mother. None of them are my baby mother. One of them is my ex-wife, and um, the other two is the mother of my children. And you love them all daily? Well, they gave, look, we're always going to communicate, we're all going to have relationship because we got something in kind of on the bloody child. Yeah. So, so, just to divert this conversation a little bit, I'm going to give you two topics. I'll let you choose which one you want to indulge in next. So we have young pregnancies and deadbeat fathers. I'll let you choose which one you want to go into. Say again? We got young pregnancies and um, deadbeat, deadbeat dads. I think... We, we we look at it from different perspectives. Okay. It's, it's, we don't want to be sitting here bashing people for the choices, uh, the circumstances that they end up in. No, it's not bashing. I just want to have an opinion on it. Yeah, so when it comes on to um, um, pregnancy, yeah. or uh, young pregnancy, yeah. you have to understand every time you have sex, there's a... 100% or 90% chance or 10% whichever once you have sex or you unprotected sex there's a chance that the woman or the young adolescents or young teenagers you know what I'm saying so is it really 90% though? Eh? is it really 90% each time? then remember you're busting your nut bro no but I'm oxidy are you is that the is that how high the percentage is every time then, but 
think about it, yeah? Uh-huh. As long as a woman's got a head in her room, yeah. in her womb, yeah. and you bust your nut, it's a 90% chance she can't get pregnant. You can't say it's a 1% chance, mm. because then everybody will be busting nut without protection. Yeah, and don't do that. To everyone listen, strap up. They have femidons now. If you, if you gonna, all right, we can look at it from an STD point of view. Yeah. Or whichever, but then if you, some people are allergic to the latex. Yeah. And then the birth control thing, some people are allergic because you got different reaction. Yeah, side effects. So yeah, yeah. They, yeah, so uh, you can't look at it from the start because when it happen, when things happen, okay, it's not, it's not my. This might not what you want to happen, but at the same time it happened, isn't it? Uh-huh. And then, yeah, but at the same time you're looking at it. That's one miss, because sometimes it's a mistake, right? Because it yeah. wasn't to happen. It's not like you get up and plan for this damn thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you imagine, you can never recover from that freaking mistake because once you become a freaking parent, you cannot switch that switch off. Ever. You cannot unbecome a parent. Or when you're dead and gone, you're still mum and you're still dad. Yeah. That's mad. Yes? But do you think it's more... Would you say it's more common nowadays or more common back when you were a child? It was always bloody like that. If you check out the ages from ancient time up to now, people always been pregnant early. Mm, fair. Fair enough. So yeah. it's not we. So we can't really look at it. Oh yeah, things and times have changed. It's just if you think about it, if you met some people like they're in their thirties and they got a fifteen-year-old child. Yeah, yeah, that is sometimes when you hear the ages of mothers and it's like, you how old? Sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> yeah, and then you, like you're yeah. thirty-one and your child is fifteen. So you were sixteen years old when you breed. Blood seed. But we're not judging though. We love all women. No, it's not judging. Yeah. I'm just saying when you look at it, and this thing has been happening for time, so it's not no yesterday thing, and it's not no oh because things and times have changed. It's just that sometimes it happens. Yeah, cause even me, my pupil referral unit, I had a girl I knew for like, I want to say, must have known at least what fifteen years. Yeah. Man went nursery with. She got pregnant in year 10. Okay. And I was just there like, but what happens now though? Because she was never at school and then Corona came. She definitely never came back to school. And it was like, she gave birth to the youth. And it was, for me, it was just like Godspeed and Godspeed. That's what, just blessings, whatever you're doing and that. But nah. So to see that up front and personal to someone that man grew up with from nursery, it's like raw. But yeah, it's true. No one plans for that shit. That, this is what I'm saying, but that's one mistake you cannot come back from. Yeah. So you you see when that when that happened, yeah, and I'm saying this to all the young parents. I hope it doesn't happen to you at the tender age, but if it does happen, for that first year, two, three years, when the child is going through that learning stage, you know, learning to talk, learning to read, learning to write, learning everything you're teaching them. Yeah. You just have to sacrifice that three, four years, innit? Uh-huh. Once the child starts nursery or, or, or foundation, you now have to have a strategy in place to build back your life. Mmm. Raw. And hopefully now we get onto that prick now we call the deadbeat that. The deadbeat. 
Is it a dad though? Just we'll just call hopefully, it the the nut buster. Hopefully he's not one of the little waste man who decided he don't want nothing to do with the child or she's his BM and oh he wants every time him if she moved on with someone else he wanna see her and I said, Oh yeah, you can't be talking to this girl because this guy because you're my baby mother and how do you think I feel? Dickhead is never about you because you never <laughs> the minute you bust the nut you fuck off. Uh so you coming with your insecurity now, putting on this person who you never give a shit. He was all right when he was getting the pum pum, but all of a sudden now, you get the punania, your boss, you know, and she's now bringing a mini version of you. You fucked off. Yeah. But bear in mind, that child is carrying fifty percent of you inside of them. So what? Is there anything in life that is weaker than a deadbeat dad? Oh, I, I guess, but. That is a strong thingy when a man's got nothing to do with his youth. Yeah. But then you're running around telling people you got Ella Pickney. Yeah, that's... You uh, sperm bank, boy. Sperm donor, yeah, that's what you are. Uh, yeah, the sperm bank. You, and unfortunately, I don't know what the woman seeing you, but you're probably telling some nice shit, and then all of a sudden you piss off because you're a cunt. Maybe it's the gold teeth in the mountain that she gets blinded by the, the shine. Sometimes some of these remember we men we have some sexy talking our mouth for our people in you know. Yeah, and then that nut goes and it it all goes out the window. It was a facade. But then here's another thing I want to say. Ah. When we I'm I'm, I'm saying this to everybody. Yeah. Because now we in a, a, a age where also a deformity, also a sickness, also a madness. Yeah. So. Dating always been done in the wrong terms. Yeah. So when you date somebody, it's not about you're going to take her, him or her to the best restaurant. You're not going to find that person the best freaking dress. and You're going to f- f- wine and dine her or him, and then at the end of the night, you're going to get in the knickers or ride that dick. The dating option is to go and fight. It's an interview. You're going to find out the pros and cons. Yeah, I need your CV. I need your CV, literally. Yeah, because I need to know, <laughs> who are you? What are you about? Have you got any ambition? What you want to be when you grow up? Does your I family would... have any medical history? Stuff like there that. There you go. want to know. Are you, are, you, are you intelligent enough that my child is going to be far much intelligent than you? Are you athletic? When you have an unintelligent parent... Fucking hell, bro. It's very hard for you as a child to get to anywhere in life because they can't really help you. Yeah. Their brains are coconut. Because bear in mind, your parents is your model. They're not role models. Not yeah. unless it's a deadbeat prick who playing a role. Yeah, right. He's just a daddy on paper, but he's nothing else. That's a gem. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah? yeah. So if you're a model... You are the you are the pyramid, and that youth is looking up to you. Yeah. So imagine if you're an intelligent, unintelligent prick. Then how that child is gonna automatically look into you? You do the unintelligent stuff. You do the ignorant shit. You do the dumb shit. Then automatically you're the idol. So they're gonna do the same thing. But you trying to beat the shit out of that child not to follow you. Seriously? Hmm. Raw. That's a madness, isn't it? So the perspective and the perception of how we transform from hustlers, what we were, to what we are now, yeah. you are like for me. I'm not saying I'm the best father in the world, innit? But I know I'm all right. Yeah. 
And I don't need my children to tell me that I'm okay as being a parent because I do the best I can. All mm-hmm. right, society take me out of the fold, but I still manage to listen to you that grow up over the phone and I advise over the phone. And when you like do see me, I've always tried to have the conversation. Sometimes it felt like it, the, 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 the visits is like, business conversation because we're always talking about growth and business <laughs> and all this shit yeah yeah it's like a board meeting to us yeah it was never about just giggle and laugh about bollocks it was always intense yeah but cool it is what it is but the point I'm making is if we come from a a, a, a standpoint where okay so no Europe and so I used to do music back in the days yeah you've got music for sale I never sell a song mm-hmm so how am I going to sit there and jealous of you because you're doing this shit? I'm not, you're not living my dream for me. You're living your dream because you choose to be a freaking rapper. I never tell you to do. Yeah. So all I have to do is teach you all the lessons that I have learned from the industry and everything that I didn't do. But since we're here, since we're here, I want you to touch on the parents that are trying to live like a second lifetime through their children. Yeah, but then... I can understand that concept because if the child, you see, when you're a parent and you had a dream, yeah, as a as a peer, as a young person, mm-hmm. and then somewhere along the line, the, the you you get pregnant out of just having fun, yeah, that kind of fucked up the whole dream because now you have to make a choice: are you gonna still chase a dream or you gonna be that? who make sure that your children get the best start in life. Yeah. So when you do that, I understand why some people who wanted to be the lawyer or be the doctor or be the computer engineer or the teacher or whatever, they know tell their child, oh yeah, you know what? You need to be a lawyer. Yeah. Or you need to be a doctor. Oh yeah, is it because you wanted to be a doctor? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go as far as say this, yeah? Yeah. And... You see, my children, mm-hmm. they're my children, but they don't live their life for me. Yes? Yeah. So if one of my son or my daughter decided they're going to be a porn star, I, it's not me, it's not my idea to talk you out of it, because if you made a choice that you're going to do it, then who the hell am I to tell you no? Yeah, that's true. Because... If if it's my daughter, or my daughter loves sex, right? Yeah. And yeah, people might skin up their nose to this, but I'm just saying it is because it's my daughter, it's not yours. Yeah. If my daughter loves sex, I rather she's getting paid for, she's getting, she's paying, she's being paid for the thing she loves, she's going to be rich as fuck from it, and she's going to be famous from it, than giving away for free. Yeah. And I still have to find money to buy you fucking your sanitary napkins and buy you your knickers and all the other stuff because the dude you're giving it away to couldn't give a shit. He just think you're just another fucking link in the chain. Yeah. So, yeah, if somebody offended by it, asking that they know that it is not your daughter. Yeah. And I would never cast out my child because she chose, because regardless of what, she's still going to have sex, whether she's a porn star or not, so what? What's the double standard? <laughs> yeah, it's a fact. It's facts what you're talking right now. 
whether they want to believe it or not, it's facts what you're saying. It's not a double you, you're setting a double standard because if she married, she's still having sex, and if she's got a boyfriend, she's still having sex, and if she chooses to creep around and every dude, she's still having sex. So if she now publicly doing on a fucking camera, and millions of people are paying for her to do it, and then, okay. So you live in a nice house, you live in the dream life, you choose to live because your funny is paying for it. And everywhere you go, people want to take picture and you're winning awards, then pff, cool, that's to you, girl. I'm proud of you. Do your shit. Yeah. If you have to shake your ass to make bread, then it's none of my business. Because yeah. it's your life. I ain't living it for you. Yeah. And I will gladly tell everybody, yeah, she's my daughter. And so what? Yeah. Well, that's just the supportive dad ecosystem that we have around here, isn't it? So, you can't then decide it when you're a parent and when you're not. You can't then decide, oh, yeah, I'm not going to say this and that and I'm not going to do this and that because what? You choose to be somebody else all of a sudden. Big facts, big facts. It's like when we're out, you you, you want to tell me how much you love me and I'm proud of you. As soon as we walk in the house, we don't talk for months. Fuck you. <laughs> Boy. I cannot have my, you see, I, I'm going to say this, right? Uh-huh. I know it's going to be a strong statement, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. My home. Yeah. Is my family. Okay. The house is where I sleep. Yeah. So if I've got problem with home, I can't go home. Okay. Does that make sense? Your home is what your home is where your family is. No, no, no. Okay. No, my home is my family, i.e., my children and my woman. Okay, okay. That's home. The house is where we live. The building, yeah. Yeah. So, my family is my children and my woman. So I'm going home to my family. Mm. I'm going home. When I go to the, if I go to the house and the family is not there, yeah, I'm not at home. I'm in the house. Yeah. If I don't have a family, if I don't have children, my woman is my home. Because mm. she's the one I go home to. Yeah. And if I don't have a woman and my children happens to live with me, my children is home. Those are the one I go home to. Yeah, but if no one's there, then the house is not home. It's just a house. Yeah. I'm a bachelor now. Rotted. Mine lives in a freaking yard. Yeah. And then you're a bachelor to the point where you cannot make it at home because you've got different people coming in at different various times. So you would never allow somebody to leave a toothbrush in a fucking toothbrush thingy, toothbrush cup in the sink and have a knickers in the fucking boxes drawer. Yeah. And a pair of shoes in the corner and a change of clothes. Yeah. Because you don't want the other person to see, oh, yeah, there's a woman been staying here. Yeah. But that's not that, that's not that life. And the thing is, when you've got your home... How do you bring another woman to the house? How do you? I don't know. But you can't because if your woman and your children is home, mm -hmm. why would you bring another woman to the house? You can't. But some prick does. The home is not there. So while the home is not there, you bring a woman to the yard. Yeah. But then some people are fucking up their happy home for a hotel. Yeah. But then you can look at it. You see, finance and relationship is two things you constantly have to work out in it. Yeah, yeah. Because 
finance, no matter how much you're good at finance or planning, you can never plan finance. Yeah. Because inflation goes up and down. And uh-huh. money devalue all the time. That's a fact. Um, relationship is near enough the same thing. So one minute you find as fuck, then the next minute you're arguing about some stupidness and you have to make up for it. Yeah. So if you get too complacent, then the shit get boring. Yeah. So I understand why people, both the man or the woman, I always fucked up the whole thing for a couple seconds. But at the same time, if you were keeping the fire lit, putting lug in the fucking um, lug burner, then the fire would be always burning. You always see smoke, innit? Yeah, that's a fact. If you allow the fire to burn out, then you don't really have much of a leg to stand on. Uh, that's a fact. Because the stink can become stillmate at some point. Yeah. But then, a relationship is not all about sex. Mm. You see what I mean? Yeah. There's other things too. Yeah, it's a major part of the damn thing. Yeah. Because it's a union, but then at the same time, you have to understand that the whole scenario based upon for how the relationship we've got. Are we friends? Because you know you can like somebody, but you don't love them. Yeah. Or you can love somebody, but you don't like them. Yeah. The good thing is, when you love and you like somebody, yeah. that's perfect, because you love being around them and you like the way they are. Mm. Because you might love the person, but you don't like the attitude and you don't like the behavior. So you say, you know, I love you, but stay your way. Yeah. Yeah, you will like the person, like, you like being around them, like, yeah, I like chill with you, but I don't love you. So the minute they try, you know when you, some woman or some guy, they got a best friend. Yeah. And my woman want to put that pony upon you for God knows how long, but the minute she approach you that way, you're like, no, 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 I never see you like that. And her heart just drop milk. Boom. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the dude. He would make sure he's there at every beck and call. Eh? <laughs> he would run, he would, no matter what guy, he will always make sure he defended you. And the minute he think, you know what, I'm the best one for you, you're like, are you for serious, John? George. <laughs> I don't Jim see you that way, yeah. Tony. I don't see you that way, Patel or uh, Zilla. Ooh, S. I don't see you that way. You're just my homie. <laughs> oh, my God. His heart is shattered. Boy. Like a busted chandelier to Ross. His heart's gone. And then bear in mind, you, some of you, I know people that me and them are friends now. We sleep in the bed, but we've never done anything. Yeah. He's just my people. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So you can have friends like that, but then some some people cannot have friends like that because you're like, hey, if I'm sleeping in the bed, I'm dicking you down. <laughs> and then you know, fucked up the whole friendship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the meaner. Fucking hell, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so how some people are. The whole thing, and it's all revert back to parenting, isn't it? Where. If you don't have them understanding there, then you kind of mash up the whole scenario that you done created. You married or you live with this woman for hell of time. I don't know, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, some dumb shit just happened and you then decided, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So you're willing to give that, that all. So all the things you've worked for, built, all the tough times you've been through, and you know you're in the clouds now. You, you're not fucking under the clouds because it ain't raining no more. Sun is shining all the time. Yeah. But then you can't even let go of some of this shit. All right, if you've been through a tough time, you were supposed to be through a tough time because it is what it is. Yeah. If you had some terrible stuff happen to you, it is what it is. You still have to move on from it. Mm-hmm. But then here's the thing. 
Yeah. And if I don't, if none of the stuff that makes sense for the past however long we're having this conversation, yeah. bear this in mind. Okay. If you don't fix the shit that happens today, yeah. when you get there, mm-hmm. it still hasn't fixed. Because we, we, we've been taught from a very young age to always look for the future, but we always live in the present. Yeah. So if the present ain't right, the future is not going to right either. It's a fact. That is a fact. But I feel so like we can act on about all the other stuff and all the other stuff. If the present ain't right, the future would never right either. So with all the other stuff we've said, if, none, if this present ain't right, because today is the day you get to fix the shit. Yeah. And every day you wake up, you have the opportunity to be a better version of yourself. Uh-huh. That so if you choose to stuck in that time out there talking about all oh, the shit that happened yesterday and the day before and the day, like, we talk about tomorrow, but tomorrow always promised, but it's never turned up. Yeah. Yeah, you can't say so tomorrow's in two days. There yeah. you go. Tomorrow. Which day is tomorrow? All right, a couple hours from now is Friday. Yeah. And then 24 hours later, we're talking about Saturday. And then Sunday, and then... The, you know <laughs> what I mean? There's no tomorrow. Then you know, we end up at Thursday again. Yeah. So we cannot sit down and look at the social construct of how we now start construct things into perspective if we can't really see the day-to-day running like today is the most important fucking day, not yesterday, because it's gone. Yeah. But I think that's that's going to be the perfect way to wrap up this episode. We literally just yeah. went over the hour mark. So, literally, guys, episode five is a rap Parrington. We went over a lot. Uh, I just want to make another PSA for those that weren't listening at the start. The podcast, Masterclass by Double S and Zilla, is available on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher. Shout out to Red Circle once again for hosting our podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, the link in the description is for the exclusive access that is only for £10 a month or for everyone abroad, that's $13 a month. I want to thank Zilla. For those that don't know, we just recorded two episodes back to back to guarantee this content for you lot. Episode 5, it's a peace out from S. Zilla say peace out to the people. Peace, love, blessings. And if you can't be good, be careful and look after yourself. Blessings. Until next time. Peace. Peace.